What's up, everyone? Welcome to Debating Metal. I'm your host, Kenneth Dean, the Dean of Metal, along with my co-host, Chris Kay. And today, we look back at the career of one of the pioneers of heavy metal. Today, we give you Ozzy Osbourne's greatest hits. For over 50 years, this man has entertained the masses with not just his musical ability, but also his antics. With multi-platinum success as the original lead singer of Black Sabbath, as well as fronting his own solo band, Ozzy has quite the musical catalog. Today, Kenneth and I will choose 15 songs each from his exceptional solo career for our own greatest hits list. Any songs duplicated on both lists automatically make the cut. For tracks unique to our own list, we'll debate to see which ones make the final cut. Then we'll arrange them in concert set list order for the ultimate Ozzy greatest hits. Okay, so Ozzy Osbourne. Greatest Hits. I mean, everyone out there knows Ozzy. If I have to explain why uh, why we're doing an Ozzy Greatest Hits, then you know there's no point in doing this show. Um, <laughs> I, you know, Ozzy has been around for quite a long time. And qu- quite honestly, it's funny. We, we're doing this episode uh, after the NFL season started where Ozzy appeared on uh, the halftime show for the for opening night so everyone knows now we're doing this on a friday but the funny you know and you'll eventually hear this in a couple weeks but anyhow uh to see this man all these years later i mean i learned about ozzy when i was about 12 13 11 12 13 somewhere around now and have for lack of a better term followed his career since that time I'm a fan. Some things, you know, I lost my fandom somewhere along the way when he wasn't doing as much music and he was more on TV, reality shows, stuff like that. But that that period in the 80s, I and mean, he was an absolute nut. He was just, I mean, be, between the drugs and the alcohol and, you know, his association with Motley Crue, Metallica, Anthrax, he was just off the deep end. Every time you read an article about him, saw a picture, you know, he one day he cuts his hair, he's completely bald. The next day he's, you know, he he's biting the head off of a bat, he's biting a dove. I mean, all these weird things that happened throughout the 80s. Yeah, he had a, a stigma about him because of all those antics. I remember when I was a kid, um, my parents weren't too excited about me listening to Ozzy and I think they just lightened up over time I think the biggest thing that kind of softened his image was uh, the the reality show he did with his family because it changed the perception oh he's always a silly man you know he just you know Sharon you know all that <laughs> stuff and it was you know he did some crazy shit yeah and the funny thing is that you know the the for 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 you to say that your parents lightened up on him that stuff happened in the 2000s. So by that point, he's already 30 years deep into his career, Mm -hmm. you know, so, and, and it took some time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and for the most part, like in the nineties, he, you know, with the no more tears and, and the, the, um, uh, what was that album after we're going to talk about it today? Um, after no more tears, after no more tears. Yeah. the, The, wasn't that osmosis? Yes. Osmosis with that album, you know, I mean, his music was relatively, mainstream kind of metal you know and it changed a lot yeah right so you know that so his his whole 
I mean, and, and metal and the scene in, in metal changed, you know, dramatically. You know, the the eighties and the, all the people thinking that everything was satanic kind of went away in the nineties. You know, everybody was just angst ridden. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, his his career definitely changed. I mean, he slowed down dramatically as well. I mean, he remember no more tours was supposed to be his retirement tour. You know, and he, and and then I believe that the show that he did with. Uh, Black Sabbath with Rob Halford. I think that was 99 or 2000. That was supposed to be his final tour. That was like No More Tours 2, you know. Uh, so, you know, he was supposed to end his career a long time ago. And with the release of his new album, because I believe his new album came out today, the day we're recording this, and maybe should have retired a long time ago, but... <laughs> You know, uh, you know, everyone's entitled to to release the music they want to release. You know, I'm not going to take that away from him in that regards. But you know, as far as uh, multi platinum caliber kind of music, I, I believe he's far past that point. I'm not into the new stuff. Um, I, I I won't be having anything from the new stuff on my list today. Neither will Again, I. Again, spoiler, <laughs> um, but. I I do appreciate some of these older musicians continuing to do their thing. Uh, The fact is, if you don't enjoy it, don't buy it. You know, there's a lot of options out there. I I see these comments online all the time that are like, you know, this guy should just hang it up. You know, I, I, I get that to a degree, but you don't have to go to the shows. You don't have to listen to the music if you don't want to. So, you know, I, I think it's great. That, that some of these guys are continuing to do stuff. As far as Ozzy goes, I don't know. I, I saw that uh, the the performance at the at the the uh, what's the, what's the halftime the, show? The halftime show, and he kind of looked like he was being propped up by a a guitar stand. <laughs> it's a li- yeah. It's a little tough to watch. It, it it was. I mean, in uh, like you know, you and I had a conversation in the morning. I don't believe for a second that those vocals were live. I don't. You know, I I have a a really hard time believing that those vocals were live. What um, are you going to tell me next? That Paul Stanley's not singing live? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? He's not. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just one of those things where I... But here's the thing. Okay, so Paul Stanley has vocals from from just a few years ago that he's probably tapping into. Okay. Or maybe he's re- recording them prior to going on tour in a studio and he has the time to overdub and do things right and but whatever, however he's mm-hmm. doing it. Because we all know that there's there's a recording going on. I you know I don't know when the last time was that Ozzy sounded good because it's been quite some time since he's been on a regular tour, and so uh, I you know who's to say I, I I can't speculate I don't want to continue to speculate about it. It was it was interesting to watch in that it wasn't for me it wasn't hard to watch it was interesting to watch because I was looking at so many different things going on all over the place. You know was the band actually playing live or were they playing to a track? You know. It sounded live, but at the same time, you know, Super Bowl sounds live, and and that is one hundred percent pre-recorded, and then they play on top of the track. That's the way yeah. they don't make mistakes. 
uh, and you also don't have people going off the deep end and going. Uh, the new phrase that uh, that's been coming out out of wrestling today is going into business for yourself. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that phrase has been around forever. I know. Yeah, but it's, 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 more- it's just popular right now because of all the crap that's going on. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, who I knows? would love to talk about that, but <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> Okay, so we're here to talk about Ozzy's greatest hits and not bullshit for a fucking half hour. So um, last week, I believe, I went first on some things. So why don't you go first this time? Okay. Um, let me find my list. Where'd it go? <laughs> well, show's over, folks. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start in chronological order. And uh, there's no particular order how I think this should be played out. Just... Right from the beginning. Uh, so my number one is Crazy Train. And I've got Goodbye to Romance. Then Suicide Solution. And Mr. Crowley. The, all four of those from Blizzard of Oz. Um, I've got Over the Mountain and S-A-T-O from Diary of a Madman. Bark at the Moon from Bark at the Moon. Uh, Secret Loser and Shot in the Dark from Ultimate Sin. No More Tears from No More Tears. Perry Mason, See You on the Other Side, and I Just Want You off of Osmosis. And Gets Me Through off of Down to Earth. And I Don't Want to Stop from Black Rain. Okay. So a lot of similarities. Um, and that was kind of obvious that that was probably going to happen. But there are some some changes in there that uh, or some differences in there that I didn't expect. So my list is slightly different, uh, but there are a lot of similarities, like I just said. Um, so let me go ahead and list it off. And again, it's going to come out in chronological order just because I was looking at the list in that order. Um, and then we'll mess around with it later. Okay, number one for me, uh, I Don't Know. Number two, Crazy Train. Number three, Mr. Crowley. Those are all off of Blizzard of Oz. Number four, Over the Mountain. Five, Flying High Again. And six, Diary of a Madman, off of Diary of a Madman. Number seven, Bark at the Moon. Number eight, Rock and Roll Rebel, off of Bark at the Moon. Number nine, Shot in the Dark, off of The Ultimate Sin. Number 10, Miracle Man, off of No Rest from the Wicked. Number 11, No More Tears. Number 12, Mama, I'm Coming Home, both off of No More Tears. Number 13 is Perry Mason off of Osmosis. Number 14 is Get Me Through off of Down to Earth. And number 15 is I Don't Want to Stop off of Black Rain. So we have some differences, not a whole lot. Not like the last time when we did Twisted Sister when there was nine differences. It was like most of them. Yeah. All right. Looks like we have one, two, three, four, five, six that we're going to have to decide. It's a good list. Um, I mean, some of those songs that you picked, they were, I had about 25 and I had to narrow it down and it was tough, tough, but I had to kind of go with the ones that, you know, not just they're, they're my favorite now, but also maybe had some uh, nostalgia factor in my lifetime. So, and we'll go over that as we're picking the songs. Nostalgia factor, huh? That's cool. Um, you know, for me, you know, I the, the songs I picked, it was it was tough, you know, uh, going through the first album because that album is so good. Diary of Madman is so good that I was like, what songs do I pick? 
and it was it was tough, and I had to leave some songs off just to to leave put other songs on. Now you said you had twenty five songs to pick from. I only had eighteen because I was kind of like, yeah, I, I I don't need this one right now. I don't need this. One. I, I kind of threw them off before I even put them on the list. I I just noticed on my list it says Dairy of a la- of a Madman. <laughs> Does it say Dairy? It says Dairy. Yeah. Oh, and I, yours on my list. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a, a typo that carried over. <laughs> <laughs> so with nine songs duplicated that leaves six spots for um the remaining songs that we have on our list and so now you and i are going to debate which ones we're going to put on as the final six so for those of you who are unfamiliar um, by now most of you who listen to us on a regular basis should know how the, the greatest hits works but for those newbies and i love the newbies Chris and I are going to go back and forth, so we're going to go by rounds, okay? So the first round, we're going to pick a song off of our own list that we want to keep. Round two, we're going to take a pick a song from our list that we want to drop. Then round three, we're going to pick a song from each other's list that we want to keep. Round four, we're going to pick a song from each other's list that we're going to drop, and then we start all over again. By that time, we should be pretty close to done with this with this list uh, with these six songs or six spots. Excuse me. So, um, all right. So, why don't we go ahead and why don't you go ahead and pick a song? Oh no, yeah, pick a song off your list you want to keep. Okay. Um, let's see. So this one I'm gonna pick, and I know there's no way you would pick it. So. I'm going to save it right from the beginning, and that's Secret Loser off of Ultimate oh, Sin. Wow. You like that song, do you? I love that song. Um, the The riff is so good. I think um, Jakey Lee is very underrated as a guitarist for, for Ozzy. Obviously, Bark of the Moon has its issues. Um you know, coming right after the death of um, Randy Rhodes. That being said, like, it has really little to do with the band itself and more to do with Ozzy's state of mind. I th- I, there's a, there's kind of um, rose-tinted glasses towards Bark at the Moon because the title track is amazing, and there's a few other really good ones. But I think it's, it's not nearly as good as... as ultimate sin like like we talked about in the past so um ultimate sin i think is really where jake found his groove and unfortunately the dealings behind the scenes everything with sharon um you know trying to to sort money and deal with all those kind of things that really messed up everything afterwards and i think there's a there's a bad taste in in Ozzy's mouth towards that that record now but at the time I think it's awesome despite maybe it's not having the best production I I agree with you there was a lot of things that were going on at that time that that just totally put things in flux but when you think about what happened and when it happened and then the time frame of the the rest of the things going on the 80s and, and the music business in general back in those days uh, it's it's a it's it's tough to use the word unrelenting, but that that's the way it appears on the surface. But the times, the just living during those days, 
you know, that's just the way music was. You know, things things had a cycle that ended very quickly. You know, yes. if an album, you know, it was selling and it it just stopped selling and also, you know, the the, the record stores weren't calling in the, the, the tallies anymore and they, they were starting to return stuff, then you knew it was time. The album cycle ended at that point. Um, and if you didn't, and if the record companies didn't believe that there was another single to be had, it, it was dead in the water. It's time for the band to get off of tour and get back in the studio. Um Kiss six albums in in uh, or three six albums in three years really uh, if you think about it, um, and then you know with with in Ozzy's case Randy died in, in was it February of eighty two yeah okay and a year later or so he's got a new album out with a new guitarist and he had to finish up the tour um, and then went to the studio and f- so for all the personal things that he was going through. It's a very minute piece of time when you think about it. It's it's months, weeks, not years. Like today, something like this today is just, is it's devastating, and you know something's not going to get done by that band for for one to two years. Like, can you imagine now? Like, say for instance, the situation with Taylor Hawkins. Taylor passed oh, right. away, and now they've done a uh, tribute show, and. Who knows when they'll, when or if they'll ever get back in the studio? I mean, when it's been already what three months at least, yes, it, or maybe even more. And so, I mean, there, there's no inkling whatsoever that they're going to go back into the studio and make a new album because they were in the middle of a tour. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe didn't they release a new album last year? That's you know? that's a fair question. I'm not much of a I, I don't Foo Fighters guy, right? But but you know, it's just amazing to think about. Um, I mean, look what happened in the in the case of his uh, Avenged Sevenfold when they lost their drummer, okay, mm-hmm. and then and then Mike Portnoy stepped in, but you know even then that took a while for it to to transpire that whole situation. So to think about 1980, just one year later, comes out with a new album, Bark at the Moon. You know, he picks a guitar player that basically. It is weird. I can't say it resurrects his career because his career wasn't tanked at that point, but it was in flux. Yeah. Um, you know, Jake did a great job. Was he screwed? Absolutely. You know, and we talked about this, and, and for anybody who wants to, to go back and listen to it, on episode 69, we had a head-to-head with Ozzy's Bark at the Moon versus The Ultimate Sin. And we talked uh, relatively in depth about what happened to Jake Lee during those times. And to brief synopsis, Ozzy is credited with writing the entire Bark at the Moon album with no outside writers. And everybody knows that that's a load of bullshit. Okay, so the next album, when it was time to record, Jake Lee put his foot down and says, I'm either getting credit or I'm walking. And they finally they they finally relented, and the same thing kind of happened. What uh, what was his name to Phil Susan, who brought in Shot in the Dark, and they didn't want to give him writing credits, and it was just all sorts of weird legal stuff. And Bob Daisley's playing, not playing, and who's on the who's in the band, who's not in the band, you know. So yeah. it's one of those things because it should have been. I think Bob Daisley helped write the whole album, but then Phil Susan came in at the end, and and uh, you know Bob was out. He he brought in Shot in the Dark. It's weird, weird album, weird way of doing business and weird way of recording albums that way especially when the main guy is not a quote-unquote songwriter or a lyric writer so you know that was a, that was a tough one so yeah bark at the moon is is an interesting 
uh, thing. So to, for we, picking Secret Loser like you did, really cool song. And we talked about that album in depth. So go listen to see which one we chose as the best album because that's an interesting conversation in itself. So you got Secret Loser. Hmm. I am going to pick I Don't Know because I don't want to lose that one either. <laughs> that was that, that was one of the, the the ones I was really struggling with, and I was kind of counting on you picking it because <laughs> it was you know I had to go with what I what I genuinely thought are my favorites, but I love I Don't Know as well. So that was a tough one. All right, so now it's time for you to drop a song off your list. Oof. Um, I think I'm going to drop I Just Want You off of Osmosis. I I really like that song. I, I like that album a lot. Osmosis for me, um, when I was in high school, that was that was a, a big album for me. And um, I think a lot of people got into Ozzy again when he released, uh, no, uh, what was it called, Down to Earth. But for me, I was still into Ozzy by that point. You know, I didn't, I didn't really like uh, No Rest for the Wicked all that much, but No More Tears was really good. It was, it was one of those albums that was, you know, Ozzy's still here. And then he released Osmosis, and I think a lot of people overlooked it. It still did very well, but it, it, I don't think it had quite that, that uh, um, reputation. And then when Down to Earth came out, I think a lot of my friends went out and got osmosis because they liked Down to Earth so much. So, yeah, you know, Down to Earth was an interesting album. Um, it, it was really like the guitar work was really, really heavy. Uh, I liked that about it, you know. But um, osmosis is interesting because Michael Beinhorn produced it. And I remember at the time reading something about him trying some fancy new way to record drums and it was supposed to make it sound as real and as close to you know real as possible and i didn't i didn't hear it so i don't know if it was something in post-production but it didn't sound i mean sound the way that he said it was going to sound because like they were putting like on the snare drum there were like 24 mics on the snare drum and (laughs) you know they were layering all this stuff and it just it sounded flat really to me but who am I, right? Just a fan. Well, I, I think that sometimes that's because you're losing that that resonance. And you're trying to get the exact one-to-one audio at close range. And I don't know. To me, it, you're right. It sounds kind of flat. I still like the way it sounds. I don't really have much of a problem with it. Um, but... We, I mean, we, could, we could talk about production forever. So Yeah, we can. Okay, so... You dropped I Just Want You. Ah, the rest of my songs are tough to drop. Wow. Oh, man. Holy cow. I, I, I can't believe I have to drop one of these songs off my list. I'll just wait till I drop one of the songs off your list. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> going to be crazy. Oh, my God. Um... Wow, I, I I don't know where to go with this because if I if I drop one particular song, we don't have anything off that any representation off that album. 
Um, you know what? Since we have representation already off of Bark at the Moon, I'm going to go ahead and drop Rock and Roll Rebel, even though I really, really like that song. That's the one I would have dropped too. So I, I like it. It's a good song, but it's it's of the ones that you have, I think it's the weakest. <laughs> and I, and I, I got four songs left, and I don't know which ones I could possibly drop out of those four. Oof. And you're gonna and you're gonna cut one of them out. I'm and gonna I'm break like, your oh, heart. <laughs> you're breaking my heart. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for you to pick a song off of my list to keep. Let's see. For me, I'm gonna go with "Flying High" again. That's, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was one that I had to drop off of mine. It was tough, um, but it's a it's a classic. I've always been a big fan of that song. I I, I already see where this is heading. <laughs> <laughs> not pleased <laughs> <laughs> alright so now it's my turn to pick a song off of your list to keep uh, and I've got four songs to choose from and interestingly enough I'm going to go ahead and pick Suicide Solution to keep great song it's an awesome song it's, it is one of my favorite Ozzy songs. I did not pick it on my list because I didn't want to put like a bajillion songs from that first album. But that first album that being, is real good, though. <laughs> exactly. That being the case, I'm like, hey, we, you know, this is where we're at. So, all right. Uh, it is your turn now to pick a song off of my list to drop. Oof. Um, hmm. These are all good songs. So that's the thing. And. I, I mean, to be honest, No Rest for the Wicked is is one of my least favorite Al- Ozzy albums from the classic era. I think Zach really found himself more on the next couple. But Miracle Man is the best song off of that album. Uh, Mama, I'm Coming Home is a great track, too. But I, I like No More Tears more. And Dire of Madman is an awesome track. So this is a tough one to pick. Um, but we've we've talked about this many times before. And it's like we gotta pick what we genuinely think is the best, right? So I'm sad to so say So we're gonna go ahead and cut something off that someone else thinks is the best. <laughs> it's well, no, you didn't pick it when you had the chance. I know. So we're going to cut Miracle Man. Okay. You suck. <laughs> but I, I, I figured that was coming. Um, okay, so now it's time for me to pick a song off of your list to drop. And um, for based on the songs that are left over, uh, there's two songs that stand out big time to me that I want to drop, but I'm going to go ahead and pick S-A-T-O on this particular instance to drop. That one has a really awesome riff, and I always... It's funny, when I get to it on the album, it doesn't quite always hit me, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this track. <laughs> it, 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 I, you know... It, to me, it's one of the most. It's probably the most underrated song on that album, mm-hmm. um, because it comes right before Diary of Madman, right before the album ends. Um, you know, side one is so good, 
Yep. And then you, you come into side two and Little Dolls is really good. And, and, and then when you get to SATO, it's like, Ugh. you know, and it, it's it's almost kind of like a, a point where you choose to relax. It's, and, and it shouldn't be. It's a good song, but it's almost like the bathroom break song, you know, and it shouldn't be because you know this epic track is coming after it. So True. Anyhow. All right. So we have um, one spot left. And we have four songs to choose from. And we're at the point where we're picking we have the song. one spot left. Yeah, one spot left. Or we got two. two. Oh, we got, no, I'm sorry. We have, we have two. two spots I, left. I always think we had five. My mistake. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so we have two spots. So we get to pick a song. But that's the thing. So, all right. We, this is one. This one's a weird one because normally we don't get to this point. Normally we have to throw something out from the others list, but this is a good one. We're essentially dropping a song and picking a song that we want to keep from our own list, and that's going to make the final cut. And the same thing for you. So I have two songs that I have to to, to look for, and I'm basically killing one off. <laughs> I'm killing off <gasps> one of my babies. <laughs> Man, I'm going to tell you something. This is extremely hard. It is. Oh, aren't you supposed to go first? I am supposed to go first. You're all out of whack today, so yeah. No, so this this is extremely hard. So I, I, I you know, go ahead and pick your song because I want to hear. I want to see what you're picking. This is really tough because "See You on the Other Side" is an awesome track. It really is. Um, it for me, it has also meaning behind it because I did lose two friends around this time. One died in a drunk driving accident and one died in his sleep. And you could see how this would connect to that. So for me, there's a, there's an uh, emotional connection. Goodbye to Romance also has that and it's an amazing song for you know its own reasons. And if you really think about it, you know, just a few years later, um, Randy Rhodes was gone. So this, this, these two, that's a tough choice for me. Um, that being said, we have four songs off of Blizzard of Oz. And I think for me, See You on the Other Side has more meaning so I'm, I know it's a I know it's gonna get some hate, but I'm gonna pick that one. It's not gonna get hate from me. I like the song. Um, I, I like the fact. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Ozzy wrote that. You know, with Randy in mind. Yeah. Um. So there, there's a lot of connotation to it. It, it does mean so much because if you've if you've lost someone close to, in your life, that that song really does hit home and it does mean a lot to a lot of people. So I have no problem with this song, and I'm glad you picked that over "Goodbye to Romance" because even though "Goodbye to Romance" is good, it's not great, and so <laughs> <laughs> that that's just the way I think about it. Um, it's probably my least favorite on that album. Really. Um, yeah, I mean, cause dude, the album's so strong, you know, and then you, you and and it's it's not uh, it's all upbeat until that one song, you know, and it and it's interesting because 
I mean, unless you want to count D as not being upbeat, but D, you know, anything that's guitar related to Randy or just great solos is always going to catch my attention. Yeah. It, you know, so something, so just this arbitrary ballad in this album full of these great songs. I don't know. It, it it seemed weak to me, but you know he played it in concert a lot. So, but also, Randy sounds amazing on that song, and it showed oh, a does. whole different dimension to not just Ozzy but him. And that's I, the that's the reason why I had to keep Mr. Crowley because you know I would have rather have had Suicide Solution over Mr. Crowley on this list, mm-hmm. but the solo work on Mr. Crowley is absolutely mind boggling, amazing what he does because you have to think about how Randy worked and then to understand how incredible that guitar solo is because he goes in that first guitar so he just shreds it and then okay we're going to do another take and he shreds it again note for note identical boom right on the money you have one on the left you have one on the right oh guess what I'm going to do it again and he does it a third time yeah and it's it's down the middle. That is, he's got those guitar solos so layered and perfect. And the and the producer Max Norman, I mean, he was blown away by the fact that Randy could do that. There's not many guitar players that can hit it, you know. And we talked about metronome before the show started. That's that's him. He was dead on, note for note. And then he comes in the second solo. And it's that little harmonic, amazing, amazing. So I had to keep it for that reason. So that's why I dropped Suicide, but we ended up getting Suicide back because, hey, look, this is the way we work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now I'm stuck with having to pick two amazing songs or, or to pick one amazing song over another amazing song. And ooh, this is a tough one. And just like you, I'm going to go ahead and lay this out. Mama, I'm Coming Home. Let's say it's probably Ozzy's biggest hit to the general public. Right or wrong? That's that's opinion on that. That's fair. It's a fair statement. To the general public, probably the biggest hit nationwide to the average listener, to someone who doesn't know Ozzy on a regular basis, but he hears the guitar intro and he hears Mama, I'm Coming Home. They, they, They know the song, you know? Sort of like nothing else matters with Metallica. You know, it's it's a, a a big song that everybody knows. True. Diary of a Madman is absolutely a masterpiece by Randy Rhodes. So, you know, where do we go from here as far as which song do we pick? Unfortunately, one of them has to go. And in this particular case, I think just because of the... Um, the generalness and and the the popularity of the song. I'm going to have to go with "Mama, I'm Coming Home" and drop "Diary of a Madman." It breaks my heart to do that because I love Diary so much, but Mama has to stay on here. I'm <laughs> not going to let another Alter Bridge problem go through with open my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I so, don't feel bad about Mama, it. Mama, I'm coming. <laughs> I know you, son of a bitch, you. <laughs> All right, we have our final 15 that we're going to put in concert set list order. So let's go over it real quick. 
Uh, number one, I don't know. Number two, Crazy Train. Number three, Suicide Solution. Number four, Mr. Crowley. Number five, Over the Mountain. Number f- six, <clears throat> sorry. Number six, Flying High Again. Number seven, Bark at the Moon. Number eight, Secret Loser. Number nine, Shot in the Dark. Number ten, No More Tears. Number eleven, Perry Mason. Number twelve, See You on the Other Side. Number thirteen, Gets Me Through. Number 14, I Don't Want to Stop. And number 15, Mama, I'm Coming Home. I like that list, although this is probably one, even though you only picked 25 songs to start with and I got up to 18, I could have put some more in there. This is one that probably could have gone to 20, but it's good that we kept it concise like this. Um so now we're going to go ahead and put this in concert set list order. So for the uh, uninitiated, um, the way we're going to do it is the first 12 songs are your main concert. And then songs number 13, 14, and 15 are the encores. So when you lay it out that way, the 12th song should be a concert ender type song. And, you know, obviously 13, 14, 15 are like a an opener, a middle, and an ender. So... Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick the first song this week because I think you the uh, I think you I mean, picked that's the first. traditionally how we do it. Whoever Is, whoever picks the the first one goes second when we pick the uh, list the the order. So right, okay. So this is an interesting list because uh, I've only seen Ozzy one time in concert. Uh, amazingly enough. Although I've seen him four times total as a human, only three times as a solo artist. <laughs> the other three were Black Sabbath. Um, so you're going to say I've seen him one time as a, four times human, and then one as a Prince of Darkness. <laughs> no, it's just it's just a weird thing. I've seen him so many times, you know, four times, but three of them been with Black Sabbath, and it's like I wanted to see Ozzy solo, and I had a ticket to see him in 1992. Uh, in the No More Tours tour, but Hurricane Andrew, I believe, pushed back his show. And then when he did come back to town, I was not there. I was in out of town. Uh, I believe I was in New York at the time for like vacation. So that mm. sucked. I still have the ticket, though. <laughs> Never got a refund because I could have gotten a refund because it was postponed. But anyway, um, first song. Oh, man, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I think I'm going to go with, and I know that that there's probably two solid openers on this one. I'm going to go ahead and go with Over the Mountain. Interesting. Okay. So that's the way he started the, um, yeah, or did he? Yeah, that's the way he started uh, the um, Diary of a Madman tour. Um, he was basically does his little intro, oh, whatever, and then he comes out and you know it just goes nuts from there. So yes, over the mountain. All right, let's see. From there, um, I kind of thinking we keep the pace going, and this might seem a little odd, but I'm kind of thinking Secret Loser next. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Secret Loser. All right, so we we're keeping the pace a little up. So we're gonna maybe well, I'm not. I don't want to slow it all the way down, but I'm gonna go ahead and bring it to a normal pace. And I say, why don't we bring on 
gets me through. Okay. A little more slow and ploddy. Exactly. Okay. Well, track four, that would be about 30, a third through it, right? 33%. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We've got... The thing about it is Ozzy genuinely has some really good music. And it's like sometimes we we go through these greatest hits and it's like there's a couple tracks where you go, this is obviously a metal track. Even though we love them, it's obviously a metal one. This is kind of tougher in a a lot of ways because everything feels so important. And and the the funny thing on top of that is that knowing Ozzy, you know, live... Mm -hmm. It is that he ends stuff with Black Sabbath songs. He ends the night with Paranoid. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> right. So we're not going to do that. So that, you know, so we actually have to end on a Ozzy Osbourne song. Yeah, we'll have a bonus track at the end if, for, the, for the deluxe edition. <laughs> for the, for the, for the iTunes edition. cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I'm kind of thinking, let's go with... Let's go with No More Tears. Ooh, well, okay. I like that song. I like that there. So that means that we have to pick up the pace. All right. How about we pick up the pace with I Don't Want to Stop? I'm good with that. It's kind of middle ground. Yeah, if there's a middle song <laughs> that he has, this is it. It's Yeah, probably. Let's see. So we're. this will be the halfway point for the main set. I don't think it's quite ready for a slow song yet. That'll be maybe like eight, nine, somewhere around there. Um, why don't we do? Why don't we do "Shot in the Dark" here? Interesting. "Shot in the Dark," smack dab in the middle of the set. Hmm. I guess that's okay, you know, because for some reason Ozzy doesn't like playing it. <laughs> yeah. Who knows. You know, talk about being spiteful. I'm not going to play that song. I'm not going to re-release the record because I don't want to pay Phil Susan money. I, you know, are you that much of a son? Well, she is. Yes, it's not him. I don't, <laughs> you, just, I really, you answered the question very quickly. I, I really don't think it's him. I, I tend to wonder sometimes how much control he has over his own life. Did you see him standing up on a guitar stand last night? That's <laughs> part of why I wonder. <laughs> All right, song. We're up to song number seven. Um, so we got shot in the dark. Um, why don't we do at this point? Why don't we do Perry Mason? Okay, that I think that works. Just get rid of all the middling shit. <laughs> I don't really see. I mean, yeah, I guess I can see it that way, but I don't feel like it's a middling track. I do kind of feel like it's. Because it isn't it the opener off of that album? That's a weird opener. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, it's it's a really good song. It, it just it goes to the testament of of the the album being regular, relatively evenly paced, except you know, and it has some ballads in it. It's it, there's nothing that's like really fast on that album yeah. whatsoever. All right, you're up to number eight. Okay. Um. We just did Perry Mason, and 
I don't see any problem with following it up here. I think number eight would do See You on the Other Side. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's been a few songs since we had No More Tears at, at four, and that's kind of one of the slower songs that we have on here. And I don't really feel like Mr. Crowley fits quite here. So we'll hold that one off a little longer. Mama, Mama, I'm Coming Home is the other slow song we have, too. Okay, so now i got to put in number nine. Um, hmm. Number nine. And that's not Love Potion number nine or whatever bull crap that he, <laughs> he put out recently. Patient number nine. No. Um, let's go ahead and it's, it, it has to start at some point. So let's go ahead and put flying high again here. Okay. I'm good with that. Cause from here on in, it's some tough choices. You're not kidding. I thought about a couple times putting flying high again earlier, but I don't know. Just sometimes when you're thinking about the way that the songs conclude and how it would continue over into the next song. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a big factor. Um, this is one that fades out for like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously it wouldn't on a, a live show. Or if it did, it would be a transition, like a set transition or something like that. Right. Mm. Let's see. So flying high again, we could easily put something more exciting afterwards. Um, but there are some tough choices. We've got what three more on the main set and then three for the the encore um hmm you know i i'm kind of thinking because th this would be like theoretically it would fade out and if we're doing a greatest hits we're always like thinking of it in a concert set list order but it may be like somebody grabbing this off and making their own list on itunes or uh spotify etc right so it would be interesting to follow up a song with that fade out with one that kind of fades in, which would be Mr. Crowley. Ooh. Hmm. I, I didn't think you were going there, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, all right. So if we're going with Mr. Crowley there, I almost think we need to go with Suicide Solution. Okay. And that leads us to our main set closer. Correct. Hmm. <laughs> it gets crazy. It does. Um, I, I'm thinking I don't know. Ooh, really? Not as in I don't know what to pick. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. We're gonna have to debate this one. Okay. Um, I don't know. You don't know about I don't know. So if yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if if you're saying I don't know, that leaves Bark at the Moon, Mom, I'm coming home, and Crazy Train, and in that order, I'm, I'm my that would be I'm my kind of thinking that order. Yeah, right. Okay. Because uh, so, you know the, he, they've walked off the stage. They said good night, everybody, and then it busts into Crazy Train. Crazy Train easily is it's debatable. You said Mom, I'm coming home could be their biggest hit. But also think about it in the terms of Crazy Train is on everything. Well, have you, you know, been to I, a baseball it, game where they pl didn't play Crazy Train? Right. No. No. I, I absolutely. And that when I when I thought about that being, you know, when I said it earlier, then I started thinking, oh shit, I forgot about Crazy Train is like transcended, 
you know it has uh, beyond its initial release it beyond, exactly so it, it is it is more in the the lexicon of of american culture than than mama i'm coming home nicely um, put there but see the way i was looking at it and tell me what you think if we ended the main set with bark at the moon then we we you have that quiet intro of I don't know, then Mom I'm coming home, and then Crazy Train. But I can see the benefits of going with I don't know last on this one, and then just busting open with Bark at the Moon on the encore. I just think like I don't know, isn't as as big, you know. It's it's a great song, but I think. You, when you when you're leaving the the concert right or or you're getting to the end of the main concert and then you go man i didn't hear that song that one that i wanted to hear and i think that to, to most people that's going to be crazy train it's just we're fans we we've heard it a billion times and we could probably go without hearing it and we wouldn't cry about it but i think there's the majority of people that go to concerts are not necessarily like us Right, they're going to be. Right. So you're saying I don't know at number twelve. I really think so. And then just, I'll, you know, bust it out with Crazy Train. Oh, so you want to come out of the, out of the gates with Crazy Train? I'm thinking Crazy Train, Bark at the Moon, Mama, I'm coming home. Really? Yeah. So you want to end the show on a ballad? That's a classic ballad. It's not how you would normally end a, end a show. But it's it it ends on a more upbeat. Um, see, I, I was figuring. See, the way I looked at it is, you would bust out the encore with "Bark at the Moon," and then go into "Mom, I'm Coming Home," and then just end the night being all nuts with "Crazy Train." You could. I'm I'm not opposed to that. If you, if that's the way you want to go, or how about? You start the encore with "Mama, I'm coming home." It's all quiet, and then all of a sudden, you hear that that acoustic guitar come in, and then "Bark at the Moon" and "Crazy Dream." I don't know. I mean, that's just a thought. You know, I I, I like "Bark, Mama, Crazy." <laughs> Bark, Mama, Crazy. Bark, uh, Mama, Crazy. Um, she don't. She I think. Done lost I think her that's. Mind. <laughs> I'm going to compromise. I think that's the way to go. Bark bark at the moon, mama, I'm coming home, and then crazy train. All right. Bark at the moon. Mama, I'm coming home. And then paranoid on the iTunes bonus track. (laughs) (laughs) A a, a live Aussie version. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I I bought... uh, the the new Megadeth album yes. from Amazon and it does not have the Sammy Hagar bonus track. What? Yeah, because it, it was just a straight album. And I'm like, I haven't opened it yet. I, I'm gonna return it and I'm gonna go to Target this weekend and I'm buying the bonus track one. Is it exclusive to Target? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm almost positive. Yeah, that's a good call. I, w- I would definitely want the bonus track on that. I, I'm not huge on bonus tracks as a whole, like when I'm just listening to like a classic album. But when stuff is released with a bonus track now, like I if I if it was an album that was released as, you know, eight songs 
and it was that way forever. That's the way I want to listen to it. And then they release a deluxe edition years later that has two or three bonus tracks. I, I don't necessarily want that. I, I almost wish those were on like a separate CD or something for me personally. I know right. that's inconvenient mm-hmm. for most people. Um, but with stuff that's released now, like I don't care. Put the bonus tracks on there. This is the first time I'm hearing this album. Exactly. And, and the funny thing is, though, you know, there's a, there's a Walmart exclusive, there's a Target exclusive, there's the Amazon exclusive. They all have, you know, different bonus tracks. And somehow the Japanese, they get them all. Right? <laughs> they always get everything. Like, what's up with that? Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know. You, you, and they always you, get songs you, that, that we don't get at all. You, know, you have to go man. online to find the the secret track that we just don't <laughs> get. Uh, it's unfair. I don't know why. Why are they so favored? Anyway, I'm just joking. Great fans. You know, all the all the the yeah, exactly. They are some really good fans. Um, all that all the stuff is available out there anyway, so you can always get it somehow, some way. All right. So the list goes this way. Opening the show, Over the Mountain, followed by Secret Loser at number two. Uh, gets me three. Yeah, gets, gets me, me through. <laughs> gets me through at number three. Four more uh, tears. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I was going to, I started looking. I was like, can I do this all the way through? <laughs> all right. It gets you through. Um, exactly. Uh, number four, No More Tears. Number five, I Don't Want to Stop. Number six, Shot in the Dark. Number seven, Perry Mason. Number eight, See You on the Other Side. Number nine, Flying High Again. Number 10, Mr. Crowley. Number 11, Suicide Solution. And closing out the main set is I Don't Know. And then the encore, number 13, Bark at the Moon. Number 14, Mama, I'm Coming Home. And the night is ended over and done with with Crazy Train at number 15. So, yeah, I like that list. Um, we had to keep Mama, I'm Coming Home, so I'm glad we were able to keep that. <laughs> I mean, it's a great song. I, I, I can't deny it. I did have it, again, on my, my longer list, but it's tough to choose 15. It really is. Try it yourself. No, it is. Exactly. And especially with long careers. You know, like, that's why we had to do... Who did we end up doing at 20? Or oh, Judas Priest, I think We it was? did Judas Priest with 20, and then we did two episodes with Motorhead, but there, there was a reason we did that, because I tend to think that their later career really gets overlooked. So that was that was a special situation. Did, did we only do 15 for Iron Maiden, or did we do 20? I want to say we did 15, and it was brutal. <laughs> All right. Well, that was brutal. Um, all right, so... Let's go, and that is our concert set list order, and now it's time for the big four Ozzy albums. We already did Ozzy songs, which was on episode 69 with the Ozzy Bark at the Moon versus The Ultimate Sin. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and go first on these uh, big four Ozzy albums, and number four for me is The Ultimate Sin. Um, I remember uh, that was the pretty much the first album that I listened to that was new when I got my car. Uh, there was, I uh, believe, Bon Jovi's um, Slippery When Wet and 
the Ultimate Sin, and I think all summer long I was listening to the Ultimate Sin, and that that was a pretty good album. Okay, number three, No More Tears. Um, that one, you know, what comes out in nineteen ninety one, right at the, the same time as uh, Use Your Illusions. It kind of got you know a little. It came in quietly because no one was expecting it. But other than that, I mean, the album had legs. It had legs. No more. No more tears was a great song. Uh, Mr. Tinker Train. I don't want to change the world. And then my mom coming home just blew the doors off that record. So um, that was that was a pretty good album. Uh, number two for me is Blizzard of Oz. Um, that is just you know it's a great record front to back. It's one of those front to backers. But I can skip a song if I have to. And we already know what that is because I talked about it earlier. <laughs> but for the most part, it's it's actually this past weekend or a week ago, whatever you want to call it, I actually took it out. I have I have the uh, the reissue, the thirtieth. Well, it's not even a thirtieth anniversary, or whatever it is, fortieth anniversary. It's just uh, the one hundred eighty gram uh, reissue of, of Blizzard of Oz, and it, man, it's just looking at the packaging and looking at the record, it. You know, seeing the Jet Records logo with the with the f- the, the flashing lights uh, on it, and the red and the blue and the yellow, it was so cool to look at that record spinning around on my on my turntable, and I'm like, it, it like for a split second brought me back to 1981, 1982 time. It was crazy. It was it was really cool. So uh, I enjoyed listening to it. I listened to both sides. I flipped the record over, so I listened to the whole thing. Even Goodbye to Romance. <laughs> You make it right. sound like and it's number- a bad song. It's no, I know it's not. I just, yeah, I'm just messing. You know, it's, uh, it's just for the rest of the album. It's so slow and compared to everything else. It's true. Anyhow, number one for me, uh, it was the first record I got from Ozzy, Diary of a Madman. Um, the the album cover scared me as a kid, but yet I still bought it. Um, then I'm listening to the introduction to Diary of a Madman, and then it ends with that. The, the the chorale the, the chorus the choir singing and it, it was just very very frightening but the rest of the album was just awesome uh over the mountain you know flying high again little dolls diary madman sato as we mentioned earlier tonight um you can't kill rock and roll believer i believer is one of the first songs i learned how to play on bass so it was really really cool uh so that's my favorite ozzy album there's more of a nostalgia factor to that to be number one so you're up next. Awesome. Um, okay, so we have some crossover for sure. Uh, those early albums are are just paramount in his career. Um, but m- my number four is Osmosis, and like we I, I mentioned earlier, it has kind of a, a sentimental meaning to it because of of the time that it came out and issues that happened. Like I said, I I lost a couple friends around that time, and um, you know see you on the other side just hit me in a different way uh so i have really good memories of that album and it's it's really good to boot i think it's it's really where zach hit his stride with ozzy it really carried over to black label society so um yeah great album uh my number two sorry my number three is your number one diary of madman um i do really love that album 
I think for me, it it doesn't resonate quite the same way. But I think you have that same you have that nostalgia factor that working for you. But it is a great album, it, it truly. Uh, my number two kind of surprised me, but I had to really think about this today and really yesterday, um, because when we talked about this a while back. We we did our episode between Bark at the Moon and Ultimate Sin, and I initially when when you asked me that question, you're like, which album's better? And I said Bark at the Moon, and boy was I wrong, because I when you said that and I and I really questioned it and I went and listened to every song of that album. I'm like, dang, I forgot this song was on this album. This is so good, and there it really to me like ever since that point it's been a regular listen for me so it it's worked its way up in my fandom of of ozzy and i was surprised to pick ultimate sin for number two um and then my number one is blizzard of oz uh that was one of the first albums from ozzy i ever heard um it only uh, was preceded by i want to say sabbath bloody sabbath and from that point, I mean, there's just so many good songs on it from beginning to end. I don't skip a single one, unlike you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, no, it's it's a great album. It's incredible. And for that to be really one of Randy Rhodes' first albums, I know he did the stuff with Quiet Riot before that. Um, it's not It's unremarkable at best. But for this to be really his breakout, what an amazing guitar player. And I know I'm not saying anything that's never been said before, but it's just, it has to be said. He is an amazing guitar player. And for Ozzy to be coming out of, you know, his, his worst two albums from Black Sabbath, you know, drug issues, whatever, and to put this out, working with great musicians, uh, Bob Daisley, Lee Kerslake, just amazing stuff and it still holds up to this day even though it has some cheesy uh uh keyboard stuff it works it works for what it is that was the style back then so you know i i I appreciate it for that you know that whole deep purple kind of keyboard thing that was that was the style that was what you did if you didn't have if you if you didn't have another guitar player, you had to have another. You had to have a, a Hammond organ keyboard player type guy. But there, but some of that stuff doesn't hold up today. But this does. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff doesn't. And certain bands kind of didn't use it the right way. But Agreed. when you listen to Deep Purple, it it holds up. When you listen to White Snake, it holds up. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, it doesn't hold up for for someone you know who's not as uh, well versed musically as some of these bands are. All right, well, that's our big four Aussie albums, and that brings an end to the show. Now, remember, if you haven't done so already, this is the time to click the like button or click subscribe and download the show on your favorite podcast platform so you can listen to us anytime, anyplace, and anywhere. And don't forget you can interact with us by commenting on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can send us a DM as well. If you listen to us on YouTube, be sure to leave us a comment, or you can send us an email to debatingmetal at gmail.com. So remember to tune into the next episode when we spark up another exciting metal debate. On behalf of Kenneth and myself, stay safe, and always turn it up to 11. See ya! (laughs) 